was fractured, but oh, said it. His chest, the wound. Can you uh, sew him? Oh, He's lost a lot of blood. I don't know how far Locke had to carry him. Listen, listen. You are not going to die. I'm going to fix this, okay? I am going to save you. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sass and Sips, where every week we'll be discussing and dissecting an episode of Lost in Order. We are your hosts. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. Yay, we did it! Because <laughs> there was about a half of, like, there was a little bit of me that almost said that I was Lisa. Almost. <laughs> I had to think about it. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. This, Whoever we are. Whoever. Whoever we are, whoever you are, welcome. All are welcome here. This week's episode is Do No Harm. Any preliminary thoughts before I get into the synopsis? I think it was a pretty much of a straightforward episode. You know what we would keep forgetting to do? What oh, are we drinking? Okay. I keep forgetting that. I'm, I remember okay, so, because I've been drinking. So I have a Stella. I thought two weeks in a row I would be boring, but you have my idea from last week. Yes, I am. <laughs> See, I was going to be a really good girl and just have my morning cup of joe. And I do. I have my nice morning cup of joe with a very healthy splash of Patron. It's not dark. even anymore. Well, when I made the first cup, it was. <laughs> It was. Well, actually, is it still morning for me? No. Oh, my God, it's late. Well, when I made the first two cups, it was still morning. So, yeah, so. In flashback, Jack is helping his friend, Mark, tie his bow tie in a tuxedo shop. Mark, Mark is nervous about having to speak publicly, and Jack teases him, saying it's not too late to back out. Mark says eight beers should get him through any speech, but Jack says she'll catch him. The tuxedo shop owner then brings out another tuxedo for the groom, Jack. Did you recognize Mark? Well, not recognize him, but did you realize that that was the same friend that was getting beat up? Oh. That's the same. It's so supposed he, to be was he like 10 at that flashback? Right, well, that's why I corrected myself and said not recognize, <laughs> but recognize like he <laughs> And then Lost tries to do a little fake out here, like if it's not Jack that's getting married. <laughs> right. Uh, the show loves doing that shit to you. Confusing people. I'm already easily confused as is. <laughs> it don't take much. Okay. At Jack's wedding rehearsal, Mark finishes up his speech and introduces Jack's bride-to-be, Sarah. Jack I like her. I like her a lot. And you Go recognize ahead. her? I know her face of somewhere, but I couldn't place it. Oh, she's on Modern Family. Julie Bowen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. Thank you. Jack was right. Sarah mentions Mark's drinking. She tells the rehearsal party the story of how she met Jack. The car accident, her broken back, Jack's promise to fix her, 
and his miraculous success. Because of all this, she will dance at her wedding. She finishes her speech by toasting Jack as her hero. Oh, now I just really, really like her as wife, his fiance, or whatever. Not to get married, probably the twist. I, I really was expecting you to say something like sarcastic. There, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. No, I really. Why is it what I'm sincere? Like, what's she's wrong? Jack hero, and I just figured that was gonna like trigger you. Well, no, because this is that's her truth. Like he did. Like I'm not saying he was a bad doctor. I just say he's kind of he's a. He's annoying as fuck as a person. <laughs> so, like, you know. So okay. now, they, so now I'm kind of wondering, do I have to, like, get in a closet <laughs> to find my future husband? But anyway. <laughs> Jack sits playing a piano in a hotel bar. Sarah walks up in her pajamas, notices a couple of girls checking him out, and sits down to play Heart and Soul with Jack. Jack hasn't written his vows yet. Sarah tries to take some of the pressure off, but Jack is determined to finish them. Jack sits on the edge of the hotel pool, soaking his feet with a half-full bottle of alcohol. His father walks up from behind and joins him. Jack is still having trouble writing his vows. He says he may not make a good husband, and he may have only proposed to Sarah in the first place because he saved her life. His father says, commitment is what makes you tick, Jack. The problem is that you're just not good at letting go. No true, no true words have been spoken. Been spoken. But I'm like, that whole, that's such a douchebag move. I only proposed because I saved your life. Like, who the hell do you think you are, almighty oh, God? <laughs> there she is. That she feels like you, like, proposing to her because you saved her life is going to make her life that much complete. Oh my freaking god! Like okay, so I don't know if he's gonna listen. I don't know if he's gonna hear this or not. But to be quite honest with you, I don't care. So there was a person in my past who was married at one point. They were divorced by the time we had this. But anyway, and they had told their ex-wife, which was their wife at the time, because they were kind of debating about having children or not, and. He was, now, mind you, he wants children. But he told her, I don't love you enough to have children with you. So that's, that's and he's relaying this to me, that he had this conversation with his now ex-wife. And I kind of looked over at him. I'm like, I'm like, I don't blame her for, I don't blame her for leaving your ass. Exactly. And mind you, what he, how she left was kind of fucked up. But, He's like, oh, but it was right. I said, if you didn't love her enough to have children with her, you did not love her enough to marry her. Right, right. And it, I mean, all right, stupid Agnes, that should be that was a huge red flag. I kind of put that flag and put that flag on the black burner. I should have just like, anywho. I mean, on like, one hand, it's like, okay, granted, at least he saw the signs before he had children with her. But on the other, it's like that's a real fucked up thing to do yeah like you didn't have to tell her like you could have just been like listen i don't think this relationship is for me i don't think it's working out i don't i don't think i feel the same way that you feel like you have to be a complete asshole i have a my i don't think it was that it wasn't 
I don't think it was that, oh, shit, I should have, as the relationship progressed, you have a epiphany. I don't think that was one of those situations. It was just from the, from the get? We're not going to talk about him too much on here, but he, okay. it was really more of a, I think he likes to play the martyr. And he needs to be needed. So he mm-hmm. doesn't actually marry women. He has his, his insecurity. I think he has his own issues that he, he finds with that need him. That don't you know what I mean? They but want a lot him of... because they need him, but don't mm-hmm. need him because they want him. Anyway, but that's what he wants. He wants that to be needed, and that's a, a lot sick. of guys are not are not allowed to have feelings, and in 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 the bigger sense, like when when they they don't have an outlet for the feelings. Like boys are told from a very young age, oh, don't cry, don't be like a little girl, you know, or whatever. Like all the messages that they're sent. So they have to internalize shit. And and I'm not saying that what he did was right. But I am saying that I could understand it as someone who has a degree in psychology. <laughs> about you and how... I are going to talk about this at length off recording. Because girl, I have some okay. things I have with head spinning. Okay. All right. All right, so this episode is over. No. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to y'all next week. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Sarah finishes giving her vows, and the minister turns to Jack. Rather than read a prepared speech, he speaks from the heart. He tells Sarah that she's mistaken about the accident. He didn't fix her. She fixed him. He loves her and always will. So... They did get married. They did. I kind of forgot that. I don't know why. Because I think the whole beginning, the whole, throughout the whole part, I was like, oh, Joseph, they, they're going to get married. But I'm like, but this is lost. So there's no telling. I think that still got stuck in my head. There's no telling what's going to happen in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> that got stuck in my head. So now we know Jack is or was married, but we haven't heard shit about Sarah on the island. Right. So maybe he just doesn't want Kate to know. Well, well, I I think part of like to be fair, everyone thinks he's dead. Like, if can let's say if they are married, let's say he went to go, he left just to take care of his father or find his father. <clears throat> as far as his wife is concerned, he's dead. Well, whatever happens on the island stays on the island. Literally for six seven <laughs> years, <laughs> for six whole seasons. So I'm like, at one point you're like. I don't exist. Like you, like, this is the point where you like to the outside to the rest of your your life. You don't exist anymore. I think that's in some way. I think that's a little daunting, but freeing at the same time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't picture. Right I now. don't picture Jack as the kind of guy who would hide the wife, though. Like he'd probably flat out be like, "Oh, I have a wife." But, you know, we've been here a month and we're probably never going to leave. So why don't you drop your panties? <laughs> I mean, that's true. Well, so, no, 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 no. Are you trying that to tell me something about was, the lost world that I should that know about? That something Sawyer would say. Sawyer would say. No, but, I, he... but I don't think that Jack would hide a wife. I think that Jack would acknowledge that he had a wife and then let himself be seduced. Because, you know, it, it couldn't be his no, but I would, right, I think Jack would be like, well, nothing's happening, so why should I have to mention it? Like, you know what I mean? It's and like, so he'd be like, well, I'll see my wife here. Do you freckles? 
I still like Sawyer. And I would t- and then when we get to later scenes, my love for him just grows. My respect for him grows. Oh, I gotta hear this. Okay. I mean, as a person, you know. All right. No, I'm just saying. I gotta hear this. Make it sound. You make it sound like I hate everybody. So I have anything good to say. You're like, oh shit, she speaks. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I'm this curious. <laughs> okay. On the island. Jack, Son, and Kate are working furiously to treat Boone's wounds. <laughs> Fucking rhymes. Son <laughs> steps in as a nurse for Jack, who sends Kate to Sawyer's stash for alcohol to sterilize instruments. Jack rips open Boone's pants to get at his leg wound. Boone is semi-conscious and in a great deal of pain. He has lost a lot of blood and is muttering incoherently. Jack promises to fix it and save Boone. Sawyer, Michael, and Walt are taking a break from raft building to eat some fish. Jin continues to work furiously. He wants to get off the island badly. Kate runs up in a hurry and demands Sawyer's alcohol. Sawyer obliges and offers to come help, but Kate thinks there might be too many cooks already. I like as soon as she's like, I need alcohol. He's like, what? Like, he's like, all right. Like he jumped. He was right there on it. There was no smart ass comment. And he offered his help with no sarcasm. Like when all else fails, when his shit hits the fan. So he's a good guy. He really is. Like, I think like, like he stepped up and I, I like Sawyer. So listen, I like Sawyer. And Sawyer is a man who has been hurt. He has lost both of his parents. So to me, it's natural that he puts up these walls. Right, right, right. So that he puts up these walls and leaves them there just to protect himself from being hurt. He keeps people at a distance for his own protection, not because... Because he had, right, he's, he's like, I don't think he's malicious. I think he's maybe, you know, self-sabotaging, but he's not a malicious person. And I, like, so, yeah, I was kind of it's, proud of him. I knew he had it. I knew he, that was the, pan, I knew he, that's the man that he is, the character is, rather. Sounds like he's a real person. Um, so he was, like, jumped up and ready to be, you know, part of the group. Like, everyone says that he isn't. He was actually part of the group. And he was there when it counts. I was like, yeah, that's what matters, boo-boo. <laughs> At the caves, Jack is stitching up Boone's chest. Boone is muttering apologies feverishly. He needs a blood transfusion. First, Sun insists Jack step away to regroup. Charlie is outside Charlie is outside the operating area, full of questions about Locke and Shannon, but Jack brushes him off impatiently. Jack returns to Boone to examine the leg again. Sun enters with a small stick. Jack dismisses her herbal remedies, but he misunderstood. The stick is for Boone to bite down on. She... Mm-hmm. Okay, so his little sarcastic thing, I was like, there, there he goes. There goes jerk off douchebag Jack. She's like, I don't need any herbal... First of all, dude, before modern medicine, how do you think people lived as long as they did? With herbal remedies and shit. That's one. And two, don't need your attitude. I'm trying to help you, mofo. 
Okay, that's just me. I just son. Yeah. Son is keeping him in check right over here. I broke it, girl. T- <laughs> so he just like he had just moments. I was like, ugh. Anyway, um, son holds son holds Boone's shoulders down, and Jack sets the leg with a sickening crack. That was hey. satisfying to hear, though, for some sick reason. Uh huh. I was like. <laughs> Okay. okay. Like you feel like things are getting into place. Like when I hear that crack, I feel like I I can I can visualize things going back to where they're supposed to be. So for me, that cracking was satisfying. Okay, fine. If you guys could look at it, see the look on her face right now was like, holy shit, I need a new friend. This bitch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Your words. Your words. Kate is <laughs> let me read. Kate is sprinting through the jungle when she trips and falls on a root. Yo, this bitch is always in the fucking jungle. She's climbing trees, she's swimming, jumping off of fucking rocks, and now she falls. The, you... the alcohol came crashing down to earth from a plane and made it in one piece. <laughs> I was thinking the same damn thing. All the bottles are done. Come on. So you do realize I was about to say, right? What? In the jungle, <laughs> the mighty jungle. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, as she's collecting the remaining bottles, she hears moaning just off the path. Claire is going into labor, though she tries to deny it. Kate tries to get. Are you? Are you this getting my attention? This was the moment. Yeah, I was. This is the exact moment where I was like, ah, when last week you said. My whole balance. I was like, oh, I get it now. It clicked. Not yeah, to tell yeah. you. If you're paying attention to me, a lot of things are going to start clicking. Shit, you ain't got to pay attention to you now? Yes. <laughs> subliminally slipping you information. But you don't do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's sometimes things, and then I think well, in yeah, the beginning of us I... recording, the beginning of us recording, I think some of the messages were like, two, three, four episodes ahead. So by the time I get to those episodes, kind of, I forget it. So like, but like you just told me last week. So I'm like, ah, so, you know. Okay. To be fair, I got holes in my brain. Okay. Things okay. slide right through them. <laughs> uh, Claire, um, Kate tries to get Claire on her feet to walk her back to Jack, but Claire's too far along. Kate's not willing to leave her there by herself, so she yells for help. Jin hears from the beach and comes running, but he can't be much he can't be much but he can't be of much help. Kate says she needs Jin to Kate says she needs Jin to get Jack at the caves. She hands him the alcohol to deliver while she stays with Claire. At the caves, Sun asks a deteriorating boom to tell them his blood type before he goes completely unconscious. At the same time, Jack is trying to improvise some type of a needle, but the bamboo he's working with is just too fragile. Boone finally says he is A negative. Jack sends Charlie to find out every survivor's blood type as fast as he can and to bring Shannon. Do you know your blood type? Okay, so I do. And I was just about to say, only reason I know it because I recently gave blood like a year ago. And I would do it all, I would do it more often, but it just took too much out of me. 
everyone, Lisa here. I want to take a moment to tell you about this really cool travel backpack that I got. It's made by Muslim and it's so cool. As you know, Agnes and I are not in the same state, so we travel to see each other quite frequently. This backpack makes it so easy to do so. The bag has space for everything. When I fly, I don't like to check a bag. This makes it so easy for me to bring everything that I need with me on carry-on, including recording equipment. It has a space for everything. Trust me when I say that if you travel, even if it's just for a road trip, this bag is perfect for you. Go to muslim.com now and use our promo code SASPOD for 20% off of your new bag. Trust me when I say you'll love it. Shannon and Saeed arrive at a beautiful secluded beach where Saeed has planned a surprise picnic. That was sweet. Mm -hmm. Charlie returns. Out of the entire camp, only four people knew their blood type and Shannon is nowhere to be found. Sun returns with the sea urchin whose hollow spines are sharp enough to pierce a vein. Jack prepares to give Boone a transfusion of his own blood, which is O negative. It's not a match, but it might be close enough to save him. Jen arrives at the operating area, and he informs Jack via son's translating that Claire is having the baby. She's okay, but she's in pain. The contractions are about two minutes apart. There's no bleeding. Her water hasn't broken yet, but she can't move. Jack tells Jen to go back to Kate and Claire and sends Charlie along with instructions for Kate to deliver the baby once Claire is ready. Charlie hopes that Jack will be there by then, but Jack is in no position to move anytime soon. He is busy pumping blood into he is busy pumping blood into Boone through a tube in his arm. This is the first time that Jin and Son have spoken. And it's it's and it's not like they even talking to themselves to each other. They're just it's just they're talking through it's each business other. Transaction. Right, that's all there is. In the clearing Kate's tending a fire and Claire is resting between contractions. Thinking they might be over, Claire tries to stand and leave, but her water breaks. Claire begins to panic and continues to deny she might be having the baby. But Kate reassures her Jack is on his way. Boone wakes up during a transfusion and tries to tell Jack about the plane. He mutters about how Locke told him not to tell about the hatch. Jack tries to get more information out of him but Boone slips back into unconsciousness. At the picnic beach, Shannon stops kissing Saeed to explain her complicated relationship with Boone, minus a few details. Saeed is understanding, even when she tells him she'd prefer to take things slow, asking if she's sure she doesn't want to go back. He had no, expe- he had no expectations of the day, hopes, he said, but not expectations. Charlie and Jin arrive with towels and hot water at the clearing, where Claire has resumed contractions. Charlie repeats Jack's instructions to Kate and tells her emphatically that she must deliver the baby. Neither he nor Jin are up to it. Claire is afraid, but Jin reassures her in Korean and Kate gets control of herself to help Claire calm down. Jack is examining Boone. He realizes the transfusion isn't working but perseveres anyway. Son pulls a tube out of his arm and says he's given enough. Jack thinks the blood is pooling in Boone's leg. 
The wounds aren't consistent with the fall. It's more like the leg was crushed by something. Jackson's early to get Michael. Do you think that if Locke had been more honest about how the accident happened? I don't think it would have changed anything as far as the outcome of his medical situation. Because um, it being crushed, knowing about it, you know what I mean? The damage, that injury, is our, it is what it is. I think they, not like they're in a hospital, they could do surgery. I don't, so... That's just my okay. personal opinion. Do you? What do you think? I don't know. No, I really don't know. Interesting. But like, but more so, do you think that? Well, I was gonna say like. You look like you're confusing yourself. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Your face said it all. <laughs> okay. Um. Michael and Jack are at a nearby cargo container from the plane while Sun watches after Boone, who has taken a definite turn for the worse. His right leg is filling with blood. If it isn't removed, Jack won't be able to save him at all. Jack practices using the cargo door as a guillotine on a log. It's a clean cut. Okay, but if his leg was crushed and the... Do you think maybe he wouldn't have done the transfusion? Or he would have, I don't know. I think he still might have, tr- I don't, I, I don't know what the hell he would have done. And I mean, that's something that you can't even, <sighs> you're trying to say, if he knew that the, how it happened, would he have tried the transfusion? I right, think like he if still... he knew that his leg was crushed instead of him just like breaking it in a fall, would it have made a difference in the way Jack treated him? I don't know. It might have. I don't know, but I think the end, the end would have still been the same. So I think thinking about how he would have treated him is kind of moot. Because considering that they don't have access to what they need, mm-hmm. there was. I think the outcome still would have been the same. Because him giving him blood, did him trying the transfusion, didn't hurt him. It just kind of. It actually just made him see what the problem was. So whether he gave him blood or not, I think the outcome would have been the same. He might actually try to cut the leg off sooner. Sooner. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But mm-hmm. at that point, I think he... I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Good Good thing neither of us are doctors. I don't know. I, I mean, because well, part of it is... is Fiction, like, you don't know what the character would do. Time think, now, what would I do is a totally different question. Trying to figure out what Jack would do is one thing. Because he's a douchebag. Anyway, I don't know. What would you do if you were the if you were the medical professional on hand? What would you have done? I don't know. I, um... Channel your inner Yang or Mary <sighs> Gray. I love Yang. I want to be Yang when I grow up. Um, I have no idea. Skip. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. I mean, I would have done what Jack did. There you go. (laughs) I think in this situation, there is no, there is no wrong answer. I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, yeah. These are island rules. (laughs) Right. Um, K 
Kate decides the contractions are close enough together that Claire needs to start pushing. Instead, Claire holds her breath. She's trying to hold the baby in. That ain't gonna work. That's not how any of this works. (laughs) (laughs) Just cross your legs, Claire. That's obviously the better answer. (laughs) Um, Go to Kohl's and exchange Amazon product. (laughs) Kate sees what she's doing and tells her to stop, but Claire is afraid the baby won't want her. She's scared it will know she planned to give it away. She says, "Baby, no, babies know that stuff. Kate asks Claire if she wants the baby now and if she wants it healthy. She does, and Kate informs her the baby must know that too. She She's given this baby a whole lot of credit. Like, Okay, so the logical part of me was like, oh my God, I kind of want to you know, smack her. But when you're pregnant and going through labor or even preg- doing the pregnancy, you're hormonal. Like these things cross you up. There's stuff that crosses your mind. And you have these fears and these anxieties. I get it. Ish. Um, I'm trying to be open-minded. I'm such a bitch. I know. But major eye roll. Enter major eye roll right here in that, in that scene. I just want to be like really bitch? <laughs> Um, son notices Boone has started coughing blood Jack and Michael move Boone to the cargo door and prepare to cut off his leg Michael doesn't have the stomach for it and Jack lets him walk away son feels it's (laughs) already son (laughs) feels it's already too late to make it worthwhile considering the internal bleeding she walks away in protest Jack prepares to swing the door himself always fucking Jack just doesn't know when to stop like like she had to tell him to stop giving like dude you're sweating about to pass the fuck out like he he's like dude like that former dude in my life he likes to play the martyr he wants to be seen like he he, he will cut off his whole hand just to be seen like oh what was me I did this for your benefit like dude but I have a note about that okay I was thinking about Remember back in White Rabbit when his dad was telling him about failing? Yes. And I feel like a lot of Jack's obsession stems from not failing because he, he he can't live up to his dad's example if he fails. And that's so funny because his dad has, like, dude... Right, but go figure. But, that's that's the irony of it all. And it's yeah, I guess fine. Good point. Very good point. I have nothing to say about that. No buts about it. I agree with you completely. To be fair, I don't. There was a butt coming. <laughs> no, there is no. I know, right? Hello, surprise, surprise. A little weird when I don't have any protests. Just as Jack is about to amputate the leg, Boone cries, wait, wait. Jack says Boone will die if he doesn't take the leg. Boone tells him to let it go. He knows his injuries are fatal, and even if Jack takes the leg, he'll probably die anyway. Boone says Jack made a promise, but he's letting him off the hook. 
that's the second time somebody tells Jack they're letting him off the hook. Hey guys, we are here with an update to our scheduling. We just wanted to let you guys know that from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we are going to be going back to every other week publishing schedule. Okay, say something witty here. Witty? Because actually, as you're talking, because you kind of, I don't know if it's witty or not, but you sounded very sex kitten when you said hello. You know, I was like, oh. Agnes is at a loss for words, apparently. <laughs> I know, it doesn't happen. This is like a 30-second promo, and you don't have words. But okay, the point is, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we're going to release our regularly scheduled Lost episodes every other Monday. Maps will still be every two weeks, and Spotlight will still be the first of the month. And then after Labor Day, we will go back to Lost being put out every week just so that we can be able to spend a little bit more time with our families and enjoy the summer so that's it that was the update so that's like i think that has a lot to do with like what you said 30 seconds ago about he needs to let himself he needs to let himself off the hook like stop trying to live up to insane expectations that that no man can live up to Unless you're a god yourself, you can't live up to these expectations. So let yourself off the hook. Let it go, dude. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Disney meets Lost. (laughs) Well, it was on Channel 7, so. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Kate continues to talk Claire through labor. The head crowns. Claire gives one more big push and she has a healthy baby boy. Nearby, Charlie and Jin celebrate. Boone's last words are of Shannon. He dies. Jack closes Boone's eyes. Day 42. One of the numbers, 42. Claire carries her new baby out to the beach, where she's warmly greeted by the rest of the camp. Hurley points out to Jack that Shannon and Saeed are returning from up the beach, and Jack walks over to tell Shannon about Boone. In the caves, Shannon cries over Boone's body. On the beach, Kate catches Jack as he's heading towards the jungle with a backpack and some water. She tries to talk to him about Boone's death, but Jack says Boone didn't die, he was murdered, and Jack is going to find John Locke. Him and Saeed have ways just jumping from zero to a hundred real quick. Um, what I liked about this episode, I told you earlier that there was, I really have much opinions because it's trying to straightforward, but I liked the fact that they had Jen as that to help to, to go get help and to be there because up to now, Jen is like really removed from this, from the group. Mm-hmm. He's helping build the raft mostly maybe for self-interest, but I think there's a little bit more to it. But the fact that they, he's like, they, this episode like kind of forced him to be part of the group. I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah. And, and I forced him to talk to his wife. Um, so, but um, yeah, this is, I, yeah. And it humanizes him. And I like, I like the fact that they chose him to be so 
yeah, that was that. Good job, writers, because you guys need my approval for anything. But yeah. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen when Jack finds Locke? I have absolutely no idea. He's going to go, he's going to, like, I think he's going to be all caveman, brutish, and then, <laughs> I don't know, and then, like, in the middle of his group moment, something's going to be like, oh, but wait, something more important is happening at the moment. Like, I don't know. I hate to ask you those questions, because I feel like I'm missing, I feel like, damn it, what am I missing here? Let's do trivia, and then we'll do themes. And characters. Sound good? Okay. Sounds like a plan, Stan it. Stan it. Okay. Well, you can't even stand, <laughs> so. This is the first episode to feature the death of a main character. Told you it was coming sooner rather than later. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't say Boone. <laughs> I just think I, gave, oh. think, I, I think I gave it to people. That's all I kept saying. Like, you've got to go. <laughs> and it's, it's strange that his death happened on, like, a Jack episode. Why is that strange? Because, like, the episode was... I don't know. I feel like you would think that the episode would then focus in on Boone if Boone is going to be the one to die. You know, like, with the whole dichotomy that Lost usually does, where it's, like, the on-island, the off-the-island, look at the character, and then... I think at this... Well, I think they focused on a little bit of Boone last week. A little... They wasn't focused, but they brought a little bit of his past with his, and I think, shit, like they had, like he wasn't that interesting of a character to have more, like he had a, he had a whole show, an episode and a half mm-hmm. about him. That was enough. That's so going to kill you off. I think it was fitting that someone dies on Jack's, on Jack's episode. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Speaking of Boone, I know this might be, I don't know if it's off topic or not, but I feel like last week's Teresa vision that Locke mm-hmm. had. I felt like that was like a foreshadowing of his uh, Boone's death. Explain. Like he's okay. So Locke saw Boone covered in blood, talk about fall upstairs, fall downstairs, and you like so you talk, so you know that him being a brat, Teresa falls down the stairs and she dies. But looking to in this episode, like, do you really see that much blood when someone falls down the stairs? And dies from a broken neck? No. So I feel like that whole scene that Locke saw was lost foreshadowing Boone's death. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if it was foreshadowing his death, but I think it was definitely foreshadowing his injury. Oh well, in this case, it turned out to be his death. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was. I think it was a foreshadow because there's so many things that he could have seen, but that, and then he fucking gets in a he falls to the fucking he gets crushed by the plane. After the vision, I just think it's a very, very much connected because you know, I am a TV expert. <laughs> I'm a professional TV watcher. Boone's final words are, "Tell her I." Yeah, we know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> As Kate is getting back up after falling and breaking the alcohol in her backpack, she can be heard mumbling the word "fuck" under her breath. Yes. Jack is worried about whether his father will show up at the wedding, but there's no mention of whether his mother is present. I didn't really look too much into this. I feel like it's it's always his father because that he has a he has a weird relationship with his father. So if you're gonna be worried about anyone not showing up, it's because it's gonna be your father. 
Hello, Some people all the best just cowboys have daddy issues, remember? Right. Like, you have, <laughs> like the mother is a given. Like, you know, so, like, why we, why yeah. the need and stay the obvious? So. I mean, I don't know if she was there, if she wasn't there. We don't see her, but I didn't take that as a sign that Negative. she was there. I just didn't think that it was important to the plot point. Correct. My position, my position exactly. Let's talk about Jack. Let's talk about the ethical implications of him marrying his patient. Well, Am I the only one who thinks that that's crazy? No, I think it happens. And then after she's discharged from the hospital, she's no longer a patient. All right. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. I don't think it's any more weird with doctors and interns and nurses having sex in the on-call room. Think about how many times you've been in the hospital and wondering, the doctor that came to see you, did they just get laid in the closet? Like, just think about that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that'll put perspective. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I mean, maybe it's better because then they'd be happier, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like how... I'm talking about your hygiene, though. Like, your body fluids. Like, that's what I don't care about having sex part. I'm all for it. But it's just like the hygiene and, like, damn, you smell like sex? You go, just like, and you're going to come see the page and smell like sex? But anyway, that's just me. Okay. Jack used your man's line in this episode. I know. I was so <laughs> heated by that. You first, you use that man's line, and then you're going to go threaten him? Oh, no. Maybe uh-uh. he wants to be the new John Locke. You go want all you want, but it ain't gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> I saw. I was. I was like, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> all right. The biggest. I think the biggest theme of this episode is the juxtaposition That's of a the. Cool fl- word. Say yeah. that again. Juxtaposition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of the of the flashback storyline and the on island storyline. Here you have the on-island storyline. Boone falls, whether his leg was, you know, whatever, irrelevant. Jack has Boone as a patient with a leg injury. And Jack is going through hell and high water to try to save Boone and his leg injury. Mm -hmm. And fails. And then in the off-island, in the flashback, we have this story about how he saved this woman. She was in a car crash. She went head on with an SUV. She had a broken back. Never going to walk again. Right. And here she is about to dance at her wedding and how Jack fixed her. And he's the hero. And then on the island, like, it's kind of like all signs lead to look he's a miracle worker look at what he did and but now Boone is gonna die because I, Jack can't save him okay you're gonna throw this in my face but I think I hope so. uh, in this case whether the, the patient in this particular case where the patient dies or not he is still he still did no harm he's still a hero because he still did his job Right. And there's only so much you can do. You don't always win. Boom you don't didn't always die win. Because Jack Jack did anything wrong. Right. It was it right. was it was the injuries the could not. Right. 
So their I surgery, think it, their surgical suite is a cave. I mean, right. <laughs> so he didn't fail. And I think if you, uh, he would have seen it as a failure, but I think the whole point is, like you said, both of them were some wins, some losses, but both of them, both situations, you still won in the sense that you did your job. Mm-hmm. Not all outcomes are perfect. There's another part of this episode that's going to connect to later on. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Tell me more. I will not tell you more. Oh. But it's in, I believe it's in the second season that we're going to get. Like, I want to remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, you'll remember. I'll, I'll remind you. But it's, it's, yeah, it's just another little, you know. Tidbit. Yeah. Little trivia. Any yeah. past tidbits you've given me applied thus far? I don't know, but I'm not looking. So I figure once we do like our season one recap, I'll go over everything if there's any. Aye, aye, Capitan. Okay. And um, any any other themes or, you know, ideas that you want to talk about before we talk about characters? Yeah, I'm going my notes. Okay. Nope. Okay. It's good. Characters. Uh, I think the most I think one of the characters that went that's a was Jin. I thought it was very subtle. Well, you know, uh, we only really have to talk about this episode and going forward. I mean, you could talk about whoever you want, but if you uh, just want to condense it. What? Because <laughs> then, like, we don't have to talk about all the characters, like. Oh no! You know, but yes. this episode, like the the character that this episode focused on, and then oh, I, the ones that they focused episode. on was I mean, we I think we talked about him to death. Okay. And the only character that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what? I say, but I do think that this episode so far has humanized him more. Yeah. Than all the other ones, all the other ones show that he's always trying to do the right thing. But this episode not only showed it, but first of all, we got a little bit more like, oh, wait, he's married or he was married. So it's kind of like piqued your interest a little bit about that. And then also like, look, for once, it's not him succeeding. You know, it's not him winning. It's he's I mean, yeah, he's he's like, oh, John Locke murdered him. I'm going to go find him. But. But, but, At the end of the day. Does he always win? I don't see him as always winning. I see, he, like, that's a funny thing. I just see him surviving life. Like, I've never, I don't, like, I'm I, trying to yeah, think. Yeah, maybe winning like, is the right word, but, like. But, like, with the with his whole father, that, that episode about, it, guess what? It was, that wasn't a, no one won that situation. Yeah, you did the hard thing. Definitely the wrong word. Right, but I don't, I think every episode tries to humanize him. But I feel like, in this weird way, this is, makes sense, but I feel like he doesn't want to be humanized. That makes no sense, but it kind of does. I don't know. I can't put into words. All right. Or maybe they're trying to humanize him, and I'm just not, and I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. I don't know which one is it. But yeah, this episode, I think, I feel like. Well, the reason I say it is because you have, in his flashbacks, you see him interact with other adults, like, in his life you see his best friend you see him with his dad you see him with his now wife 
you know, these instances of he has worries, somebody is helping him, he's afraid to fail, and he's just doing other things, but then his his fears are kind of coming into fruition on the island because, look, he just failed. I mean, again, because he couldn't save the marshal. I mean, look, he did save Charlie. He saved Sarah, but he didn't save the marshal. He didn't save Boone. He didn't save Joanna. So, I mean, he's he's kind of um, the one that drowned. The one that oh. Boone tried to save. Oh, he right. Saved, uh, he saved Boone then, but now I... he didn't save Boone. Oh. He saved Rose in the beginning. So, I just feel like it's just giving us more of a look at him as a complete person. Not just this island guy who always needs to come in and fix something. Okay, that's true. I see your point. I see your point. That's all I ever wanted in life. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. (laughs) Sorry. I love you, Siggy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Next week's episode is The Greater Good. Saif. I feel like, like, just hear the title alone. You feel like the whole say like one and sacrifice for the mini like I feel uh-huh. like it's kind of like on par with that like for the greater good like some something like I'm doing this for the greater good like I'm gonna fucking like stab you in the heart but it's for the greater good <laughs> like you know what I mean <laughs> like I, I expect to be really dramatic like that <laughs> might be I mean it doesn't, it doesn't count you've seen it already <laughs> uh Saeed has his new little romance going on any thoughts about Saeed and that? He's going to have a bromance? A bromance. A romance. He's going to have a bromance, that, too. I don't see him bromance with anybody. Um, I think, Maybe that's season three. I'm just kidding. You know what? <laughs> I'm hanging up on you. I think I hear my cat barking. Um, <laughs> I think it's cute. I think um, Shannon is good for him in the sense he needs to stop taking himself so fucking serious. Like, you're annoying as fuck, dude. You Like, yeah, shit happens. Life's too hard, but the fuck? Stop taking yourself so serious. You're not going to give yourself a heart attack and premature gray hair. I think so. I think Shannon is good for him in that sense. And vice versa. She, I think um, he's going to help make her a little bit more of a grown-up a little bit. If it works I out. I agree. Like, I see how the two work. Maybe yin and yang. Um... I think he gives her the confidence that she's been lacking. I think that's what she needs. She just needs someone to believe in her and not treat her like she's useless. What good words you're using. What did I say? <laughs> it's almost like you've seen some episode. <laughs> no, I no, I haven't. I swear I haven't. I just... I, I know you haven't because I it's, have. it's, it's way down the line, but like the, oh. the words that you're using, I'm like, ooh. I just, I like to watch people. I like to understand what makes people tick. And that's Mm -hmm. another reason why Libras make excellent decisions because we watch, we weigh, and we, yeah, perfect sign. Anyway, um, (laughs) we are. So I'm less than perfect because I'm not a Libra? Pretty much, but just a tad bit. (laughs) Not everybody could be a Libra. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with my sign but thank you very much as long as you're not a scorpio 
As long as I'm not what? Yes, Scorpio. You're a Sag. No, wait. I'm on the cusp. Cusp. Because I say, wait, no, that's that day where you're a little... Okay, but you're not a male Scorpio, so that's fine. No, I, I, I get the best of both worlds. I can pick and choose how I want to identify. You really do, because <laughs> you really do have the best of both sides. It's funny, right? Because I'm on the cusp. Alex is on the cusp. Of the same two? Of what, no. Of what of sign? Aries and Taurus. Okay. Aries men are so hard. Aries men are so hard. Really? Aries men are very hard to deal with. She's on the cusp of, um, was it Pisces and Aries? Okay. And I think Melinda might just have been right past the cusp. And Amaya is straight up Libra. Yep. She's her birthday is what, like? A day after mine? No, a couple of days before mine. She's two days after. She's the seventh. Really, the seventh? I don't know why I thought that. Mm-hmm. I remember it was right around the same time. Okay. Um. All right. Anything else about Saeed? Oh, we called. I went totally off topic, didn't I? We did. We both did. Uh, no. I think I just ultimately they'd be good for each other, and I hope they. I hope he can help her go. I hope. He can help her through this and not take the fact that her stepbrother was in love with her. And I don't want him to focus on that. I hope he's able to be there for her, which he is totally going to probably use against her. And some, are you? No, I was going to say, uh, Boone's not even an issue anymore. So I did. I know that that's exactly gone. I know that you know that, but men, men are still like, Oh, but he was in love with you. Dude, he's dead. Like, Are you thinking about your brother? Right. Like, <laughs> yes. My Come dead on. brother. You don't see you don't see that in like real life. People that like yeah, yeah. bitch over things that are not even an issue. Like yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just hope that he's there for her this time. And yeah, that's that. Next week's episode, like we said, is the greater good focusing on a Saeed story. So I hope you'll be back to join us for that one. I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, of course I'm going to be back. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned for that episode. If you'd like to support the show, we'd really appreciate it. We can be found at patreon.com slash sasspod. We have social media. There are lots of things that you can do to support the show, not just financially. Telling your friends following us on social media, sharing our show, writing a review, all that stuff helps. And we appreciate every single one of you who have done that for us. And we want to say thank you. And we also like hearing from you guys. So keep the emails coming, the messages on social media, the number that we have, you can text us. We like that. All of the information is in the show notes. You sound I unsure. I like I forgot what I was going to say. You're like, is it? <laughs> is it the show notes? No, it, it is. I, I was like, was this something I was supposed to say? Um, and keep, oh, keep sending us your submissions for Never Have I Ever. Can't wait. Yes, yeah, because we're going to do that at the end of the season. So you still have a couple of more weeks. I'm just kind of worried about what 
things are you going to what submissions we're going to get I know I'm I'm like um you know I I did a spot on another show and um I plugged it there too this should be interesting so I'm looking to see which one of you out there can get a shit-faced challenge challenge remember that episode of the coffee show <laughs> challenge I a challenge without thinking of that episode <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh back when cosby was wholesome yeah go figure the al bundy would be like the best tv father there is <laughs> Listen, say what you want about bill cosby i'll still always be a fan of the show though i i can't help it no totally get it um yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly oh. um yeah. so send us your submissions get the goal you know this is your way of getting answers about things that you may have you know been thinking about that doesn't make sense have i been drinking um not enough actually i was like you know my my theory is yeah, if you're not if you're not coherent, you're not drinking enough. Yep. I've had to so, drink quietly since we've been doing this. Yeah. So if there's something that you've been wondering about, hey, now is your time. Never have I ever what? What did you want to know? Send it in. We're gonna read them. Are we gonna unless, give details unless, to yeah, the but stories? Maybe. Depends. Interesting. Yeah. We could, we might. Um, so just um, do that, do that for us. <laughs> yeah, just do it. <laughs> just, just, just be like Nike and just do it. Okay. Um, no pressure. And, and like we said, um, if you are one of our Patreon subscribers, you're gonna get the bonus video. Oh Lord. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And please don't forget to always drink responsibly. Until next time, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And we and out. Jack sits on the edge of the hotel pool. Soaking his feet with a half, with a. <laughs> Jack sits at the. What the fuck? I'm like the nicest conceited person ever. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, I concur. Because while I'm superficially nice, she's actually nice. <laughs> yes, I'm just superficially bitchy. Just, just. Try not to approach me, but, you know, if you must, we're good. We're good. You'll find out I the probably rumor. won't hurt you. But like Alex said, if you're not all in it by the third episode, you probably never will be. I, I hate him, okay? Just sh- <laughs> God. Yeah, but, okay, but he also said that you have to also remember that our TV watching habits are very different than the way they were. Back when um, this came and, out. And, but I also said to be fair, I didn't want to watch it back then either. <laughs> well, it's too bad you're friends with me and you're stuck now. <laughs>